0: Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I am your host, the Kamish, and we're wrapping up the second week of the NBA playoffs the Hawks advance, the Bucks advance, the Nuggets advance, the Jazz advance, and by the looks of things, the Suns are going to advance. This has been a very interesting week of. Basketball And and, and I, I just want to commend a lot of these teams for playing as well as they could in spite of the losing efforts. Uh, I, you know, I want to show a lot of credit to the New York Knicks. I even want to show a lot of credit to the L.A. Lakers. And, and you know, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of both Knicks and Lakers, but as a fan of sports, when you see teams that are hurting or ailing or regressing or just not successful, against a lot of these other teams. You know, it's so easy to finger point as to what the problem was. AD was hurt. And LeBron was hurt. And Julius Randle couldn't average anywhere close to 20 points during the series. But they played hard. They scrapped. And, you know, as disappointing as it might be to see the Knicks fall away the way that they did, it's uh, upside to what that team can do next season based off how the organization handles the players and the salaries that to come, it's going to be interesting to see how the Knicks uh, respond to this type of atmosphere. I won't say they're back just yet. And as much as I wanted to give them credit for maybe going far into the playoffs, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And it, it will start sometime in the next few weeks, probably some time prior to the NBA draft. But I want to concentrate on two things, one being slightly more important than the other. First, I want to give a huge shout out to Coach K, Mike Shashevsky. Those that know anything about college basketball, just basketball in general, would know the name Mike Krzyzewski more than any other name you could think of as of recently in both college basketball and international basketball. For what Coach Ashevsky has done over his tenure as the head coach of the Duke University Blue Devils, he is going to retire after the 2022 season with this organization. Uh, I don't have the exact number of years he's been with the Blue Devils, but if I'm correct, he did start his career sometime in the mid-80s. I want to say 84, 85 what can you say about him that we don't already know? We know he's incredible. We know he's outstanding. We know he's amazing. But when you think about the coaching uh, respect and, and, and the way he coached, how he coached, how he saw his players, utilized his teams, the number of championships he's won, which is five, which is outstanding, the number of games he's won as a coach, a head coach overall, which is somewhere over a thousand games that he's won. This is an extraordinary man. And outside of John Wooten, is probably the best college coach of all time. I would be interested to see if he ever coaches in the NBA. And, you know, it could segue into what I have to talk about next. But before I go down that road, I just want to say that as much as I've been a Tar Heel fan for as long as I can remember all I can remember mainly mostly are those games where Duke might have been ranked in the top five for that year and North Carolina might have been the same so you might have had number one against number two you might have had number three against number four number three against number one what have you and it'd be dogfights you're talking about some scrapping games between these young men and for the pride of North Carolina between Chapel Hill and Durham and it was sky blue versus royal blue and I can just remember the games like it was yesterday and how impressive you saw these teams play and then the sportsmanship afterwards you don't see too much of that these days be it collegiate level or professional level it's rare it's there but when you think about Krzyzewski Mike Shashevsky and how he ran that Duke organization it was with class. It was with style. And it was consistent during his tenure there. The top athletes, the All-Americans from all over the country went to Duke first. You think of the names that left Duke and played in the, in, in the NBA. And they were outstanding during their times in the NBA. It's all because of Krzyzewski. And, and, and I'm sure there's probably close to hundreds or dare I say, I don't know if it's thousands, it could be maybe thousands, close to thousands of players that have played with Krzyzewski that would stand up and say, listen, this man is the reason why I am the man I am today. I, I would not be surprised if I heard people stand up and say just that about Mike Krzyzewski. He was that valuable of a coach, of a person, of a friend, and he will be sorely missed not just in the ACC but in basketball as a whole. You think about Team USA and the number of times he was the coach there with Team USA and the guys that he coached during that time period. I mean, it's just outstanding to think how successful this coach was. And I give him a lot of praise because it's well-deserved. So I want to start Miss evening by at least acknowledging Mike Krzyzewski and his brilliant run with Duke University. But now I want to talk about something that has been close to my heart, in large part because I am a Boston Celtics fan. So you know where I'm going with this. Those that listen to my show know how I can rant about a particular team or particular player at any given time, and I could probably waste all the time that I have on this particular station to make sure I get my point across. So what I'm going to do is try to condense my feelings to maybe within 10 minutes. May not be possible, but I'm going to try anyway. The question I have for the audience that are listening to this particular show is why in the hell? Is Danny Ainge going to retire as president of basketball operations and turn around and promote Brad Stevens to hold that position? Now, before anybody goes on a tangent of a what the hell is the commission talking about, what I'm talking about is this. For what I gather of head coach, former head coach Brad Stevens, he had a very successful tenure with the Celtics. I say very successful because he has a record over 500, meaning he had more wins than losses. And he's taken the teams that he's had, which have been relatively young teams, to not just one, but three Eastern Conference Finals, of which they played against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James twice. So in some way, you could say that wasn't fair because if LeBron James wasn't on the team, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the fact that in the eight-year span that he's with this team, he could not take the team or teams that he had to the finals. And I stress the fact that before he came to Boston, he was the head coach of Butler University, and he was successful with that organization, and he managed to take that team, that college team, to the national championship game. Of which they fell short then again. So when you think about Brad Stevens as a whole and for what he's done for the city of Boston, shout out to everybody there in Town. What I'm basically saying is I like Brad Stevens for what he did to resurrect the Boston Celtics' pride and, and legacy that they had in winning games, the tradition that they're trying to uphold again. We see what L.A. is doing and we know what la could do we want to try to get a little bit of that energy for the boston celtics and i thought i honestly thought that this season would be the year that he would actually be able to show that that he would be able to prove the naysayers that he had the capabilities of taking a young team like this team made up of kemba walker jalen brown justin tatum and Marcus Smart and a number of other guys to what could have been the Finals. They were there last season. They were just a few games away of going to the Finals last season. But I believe last season might have been a pass for them because they just ran out of gas in that bubble-concentrated playoff run that they had. So I don't put a lot of blame on on the Celtics for what they could have done or what they accomplished but for this season and for what we expected this coming season they get Tristan Thompson they make some good picks in the draft so we thought they get themselves a number of guards and and, and so we feel as a fan and for those that's uh, you know, that might spectate and watch basketball on a, on a regular general basis. We thought maybe the Celtics would be the team that could probably give the Brooklyn Nets some run, given that everybody does their piece. Everybody plays their position well. Wasn't the case. Was not the case this year. They finished at 500. We was 36 wins, 36 losses. They had to play into the playoffs of which they were successful doing so. And then they had to face off against the Nets without Jalen Brown, practically without Kimball Walker, and a number of other guys that were hurt during the time they needed them the most. So Brad Stevens comes up short again. And then you have to question, is it so much the leadership that he's not providing for the Celtics? Or is the fact that maybe we had high expectations for Brad Stevens? Maybe there's a level of inefficiency that comes with coaching? Such young talent on a professional level with the Boston Celtics, this started to mount. Before long, you had this perpetual cloud of how disappointing or how unsuccessful these teams could be, even at the time of success. And for what we, and for what we know of where we are with the Boston Celtics, all we know is winning. We've got 17 championships to show us how much we care about winning. And you think about that city of Boston, who else has won championships there? Hmm, the, the Bruins? Hmm, let me think. Oh, the New England Patriots? So we understand where success comes from. And please, I'd be remiss if I don't talk about the, the Boston Red Sox. Come on these guys have won two or three championships within the last six or seven years. So we understand what success is all about in professional sports. When you're talking about the city of Boston, however, when Danny Ainge decided to step down as president of basketball operations and promote Brad Stevens to that same position, the question is why now Now, there may be some people out there that may say, well, because he's best fit for the position. Is he? Is Brad Stevens really that fit for a high position, like president of basketball operations, to be able to manage the players before the players even make the team? To be able to see and be able to process talent the way that Danny Ainge has done for a number of years? You know, with all that being said, Danny Ainge was able... To get that Boston Celtics team or teams to a finals at least twice over the last 15-20 years. But it's just the fact that for what we see of the Celtics lately, how comfortable are we to know that A. Brad Stevens now holds that position as GM or or president of basketball operations, and B, you overlook such other qualified players, I'm sorry, maybe not players, but coaches or GMs to hold the same position. Of what fairness is it to any organization if you're not willing to consider the people that may be as capable, if not more capable than a Brad Stevens? And I'm listening to the owner of the Celtics, and I, and I didn't even know they had an owner. <laughs> Excuse me, but I didn't even realize they had an owner. And, and owner Wick Grosbeck came out and said, "One person's leaving, and we have one job opening. It's a very important job opening. It's the head coach position of the Boston Celtics." Whoa! Did he just blow your mind away with all that? No. Because he's made it clear that I'm not going to stress about anything else right now because we have our man as president of basketball operations and Brad Stevens. But do you? Can you honestly, comfortably feel as though you have the man for that job in Beantown? That's a lot of pressure you're going to apply On this man that can barely do it with the teams that he's had over the last eight seasons. How is he going to be able to manipulate, manage, and find the same level of talent that could be better than the talent he had right here, right now, this past season, to be successful and win finals? What about the number of uh, players that have existed in the NBA way before Brad Stevens even thought of? that had probably the experience, or still have the experience, to hold that position down and perhaps do a more, dare I say, better or magnificent or brilliant job. It's just the fact we will never know because the Boston Celtics, along with a lot of other professional teams, have taken upon themselves to just directly go for the guy that they like the most without finding the most qualified person in charge to run this particular organization. It goes beyond a resume anymore. It goes beyond the experience. It goes beyond what you've learned in college or what you might've learned from Pee Wee League to this point. None of that is even worth applying. None of that is even worth bringing to the table anymore because their minds are so made up as to who they want in office that, I hate to say this, but if you look at each team, if you look at each organization, from the NFL to the NBA to the Major League Baseball circuit, one thing that really stands out in my mind is the lack of opportunity for black coaches and GMs to, be, to have a shot, to have an opportunity to even say that they could be qualified for the organization. How do we know that there are guys out there that are on a waiting list that probably could fit that position better than Brad Stevens? And, and, and this is what's so confusing to me because it's the fact that it's not just in the NBA, but we see it in the NFL too. It's so quick to plug in somebody that may be non-white, that might be an African-American, that might be a minority, to plug that person in to, be, to have the NFL job, to take over a team that is just straight trash. And expect this team to be successful in three seasons. And if you can't do it, unless it so happens you go out there and draft a Justin Herbert type quarterback, then your handwriting is on the wall. If you can't be that successful with a garbage team, what makes you think you can be more successful once we found our franchise quarterback? And this is what's so disturbing about everything that goes on in business and sports, because there's a lack of fairness for anybody else that may be as qualified, if not more qualified, to handle the position. And if you ask the commission, it still stems from institutional racism that goes back decades in such organizations. It's the fact that we just are not willing to consider. We're not even trying to commit to some of these people, if not most of these people, that perhaps have an opportunity to have that position right now. And you can say whatever it is you want, that's fine. And you can disagree with me all you want. But who else do we know had a shot to become the president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics, especially after having a dismal season that you'd had this past season with the team that you had. I don't see this past season as a success. And in the eight years that you've been a coach, the fact that you went to the Eastern Conference Finals three times is amazing in itself but you've done nothing to to, to solidify or even create a foundation for yourself that that says you're the most qualified guy for this position. But yet we're quick to anoint this man, president of basketball. And and no, I'm not not placing blame on Brad Stevens at all. Because given anybody, if anyone is given that opportunity to be be in this position, why wouldn't you take it? But it's just the lack of fairness that we have in this, these institutions where you know who you zero in on. You know who it is you want to be successful. You know who it is that you want to be placed in that position, and you don't even give anybody else a chance. You don't give anybody any type of opportunity. You don't even want to try to commit to an opportunity for a lot of these people. And it just bothers me because it's the same thing over and over again that we've heard for so long within these organizations. The question really becomes at what point will anything even become relevant when we're talking about if you qualify for a job? At what point do we look at the resumes and say, this may work for us? regardless of color regardless of the background it's just the fact you don't even give the opportunity and there's a number of guys I could probably think of that could be a great head coach right now for the Boston Celtics but will they even get that position they're not going to rehire Doc Rivers to be a coach for the Celtics anymore that ain't going to happen but who are you going to hire at this point moving forward. So our eyes will be on Brad Stevens and for what he should do with this Boston Celtics organization and to try to somehow maintain the legacy that is based off the acumen that he is as a coach, as a person, as a player, to say that he has what it takes to be successful at this level of basketball. So says the commission. It's bothersome when you look at the numbers and you look at the franchise numbers and you know it's, it's it's hard to assume but the Boston Celtics are pretty much the the sports venue in Boston is not one of the highest rated markets in professional sports. And interesting enough since 2019 the top 5 television markets are still the same year in and year out without change and it's shocking to hear that when you're thinking about New York, LA, Chicago, Philly, and Dallas, these markets do not change in revenue. They don't change in how much they gross year in and year out just in television marketing, just within television, never mind ticket sales, never mind jersey sales, It's just the fact that when you're looking at these organizations now and how marketable they are, Boston is ninth, which is still excellent. But it's still the fact that even for the Celtics franchise, you want to try to get back to that winning style. You want to get back to winning championships. Is Brad Stevens the man for that? Can he be that successful? Can he be more successful than what Danny Ainge was during his time? And that, that really becomes the question mark when you're talking about him and the Boston Celtics makes you wonder there's so much else going on in basketball and and, and I want to touch on it and perhaps another time I will do so but for the time being I just wanted to just take time out to talk about what direction this Celtic team's going because it's, it's close to my heart I've been a Celtic fan since 83 so you got to believe when I heard the news about Danny Ainge stepping down It was a shock to my soul. And even now, it's still a bothersome thought that he will not be, you know, within the office. But I'm willing to bet dollars for donuts. At some point, he'll pop his head up again. And somewhere or another, he'll be in office again trying to run that organization it be interesting to see, but I'm going to leave it there for now. I want to thank everybody that's been listening to this podcast at this point. It means that much to me as it normally does. I am the Commish, and you've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I will see you guys. Well, hopefully you'll hear from me first, but I hope to hear and see from you guys soon enough. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I am out.